All right, I am here with a very special guest today. I'm here with Chuck McDonald, Head of Media and Communications at Onesis. Now, Onesis is the first place winner of the DAP Network Hackathon. Uh, Chuck's gonna walk through what their project was, what they're trying to do. He's gonna talk a little bit about his background, uh, the upcoming game that Onesis has called Huddle God, as well as uh, a little bit of the backstory of, of how this hackathon project came together, how they started working on DAP Network, and also uh, how they plan to integrate it into their future products moving forward. What's up, Chuck? Hey. <laughs> happy to have you here. Oh, so, happy to be here. So I, I'm, I'm gonna just make the assumption that not everyone watching saw your amazing pitch at the DAP Network hackathon. <laughs> The, the pitch that won you guys $15,000 in cold hard cash, 500,000 DAP tokens, and the honor of saying that you were selected by the legendary Brock Pierce, Greg Lee, VP of Operations at Block One, Crystal Rose, and the CEO of Liquid Apps, Benny Hakak. So you're, you guys are kind of living on hallowed ground here still. Are you kind of riding the, the high still from that? Uh, we're over the moon, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. Uh, so over the moon that I, I know you guys are, are pushing uh, towards a product release for your product, Hotto Gods, but you're also, I saw in the, the Liquid Apps channel and in the DAP Network dev channel and the EOSIO dev channel, you guys are looking for some talent too. So why don't, why don't we plug that before we even get into this? Because developers, 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 uh, I'm gonna throw the graphic up on the screen for everyone watching and everyone listening. I will read uh, a message from Telegram from Dante Scott, the CEO of Onesis. It says, any devs or teams looking for work, Onesis, the DAP hackathon champions, are hiring a developer for a new project we're launching. This job will require a dev to have experience with the DAP network, deploying EOS IO sister chains, building EOS IO contracts, and blockchain building experience. So if you think you fit that, Th those uh, requirements, how could they get a hold of you guys, Chuck? Uh, well, probably the best way is on our Telegram channel, uh, t.me slash Onesis. That's uh, O-N-E-S-S-U-S. -S -S. Uh, also our Twitter, which is Onesis Block, at Onesis Block. All right, so I think we'll get into Onesis, but first we'll get into the hackathon stuff because there's there's two, two separate buckets here. There's Onesis, the company, which is a game development company. And then we have the Hackathon project, which kind of ties into Onesis and your, your long-term roadmap. But for the Hackathon, you had a, a product called Global Economic Esports Community and Liquid Escrow. Um, I, I think the other interesting thing before we get into this is for the DAP Network Hackathon, we had three challenges and any team could have chosen any one of those challenges. Uh, the first theme was DeFi. If they could build a decentralized finance app, the second theme was gaming, so if they could build a gaming app. And then the third challenge was building a brand new DSP service that could operate on the DAP network. And I think one of the reasons you guys won was because you actually tackled all three of them with your project. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but, but I'm gonna stop talking about your project because you obviously did the best job at pitching it. So why don't we walk through the repitch and I'm not gonna hold you to a three minute timer this time. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's called, um, well, the DAP that we've created is called the GEEC, uh, G-E-C. So it's the Global Economic Esports Community. And uh, it's basically there to solve a couple of big problems right now in esports. Um, I know a lot of people aren't even aware of what esports are, uh, but a lot of people are. And it's, it's becoming huge. It's absolutely massive. Um there's about 450 million people on YouTube uh, who watch esports. Um, my kid is one of them, and I just don't get it. Like, it, it, you just watch <laughs> other people play video games, right? And you're watching these really, really good gamers play, right? But uh, you you don't really participate in it other than watching it, you know? Um, so what we wanted to do was bring esports down to everybody and uh, create a, a system where um, we're going to eliminate the scamming that goes on right now in um, sort of recreational esports or 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 peer to peer esports, you could say. Um, right now, there's a huge black market in people gambling with one another uh, on on the results of their games. So you know they'll get into a, a Call of Duty 
arena or 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 CS:GO or something, and they'll they'll play against each other and you know they'll bet or whatever, and and the winner, you know, the the winner might be a cheater, the loser, you know, the loser might not pay up. There are any number of ways to get scammed in this system. So, we created something that allows. Uh, um, we're going to use Discord. We're using Discord to to bring people into a channel together, a chat channel, and then they're going to sign a contract with Scatter. So they're going to be pooled together in groups and put into a channel, and then that the our DAP is going to create a game for them. So they're all going to get into that game. It's going to populate. They hit another uh, Scatter button to start the game, and then they play their game against each other. Right. So it could be any number of people. It could be, you could have a you know a hundred people in an arena if the game will support it, and our our DAP will be able to support all those people. So, and, sorry, since this isn't the live pitch, I could actually jump in and try to. I want to add some insight for the audience. So, uh, Discord's already uh, pretty much the go-to like chat app for gamers currently. So you're not really you're just tapping into that market. There's already hundreds of millions of people using. Uh, discord to do this kind of stuff but just in a, a more trusted way and you guys uh, wanted to make it trustless essentially oh exactly and and they're already on discord that that's the thing like all these guys and girls and kids are using discord already to do all their chatting with each other right um it would be so easy for us to put a layer underneath discord that that will bring them together uh in a trusted way um so that they can earn crypto so what we're doing then is is when a game is finished, um, really there shouldn't be any disputes. You either win or you don't win, right? So, so once the game is finished, all the players and a referee in there to watch everything happen, all the players um, put in the results of the game. So it, you, you, they all agree on it. And really most of the time there should be consensus on that. So there should be unanimous consensus and it should say, yes, this guy won. So in that case, everybody agrees on it, the ref agrees on it, and our system is going to pay them out in crypto right away, pay the winner out. Um, or it could be first, second, third, whatever the structure is. But the winner is going to get paid out in crypto, and everybody's going to get ranked also in how well they played, right? So we're going to be able to, with more and more games that occur, we're going to be able to create actual leagues and rankings for all these people. Uh, it's going to be completely decentralized it'll be around the world but it'll be on the blockchain so you're going to see every game that you won and you lost and you're going to see all of your ratios against other players and it'll it'll start to uh um uh, not uh it, it'll it'll concentrate the good players in one league the medium players in another you know it'll it'll start to concentrate people in their appropriate league so they won't get thrown in a game against you know against somebody who's going to creep you know destroy them so you know um with when when you have a a system that opens it up for all these other amateur esports players like you're just your typical gamer um we're going to be able to bring people into a system where they're going to have fun uh they're going to have some legitimate competition even if they're on the lowest rung of the ladder and uh we're going to be able to create stats for them so that they'll be able to participate in the larger esports community. And it's also a way for people to get discovered. If, if, you know, if you're awesome and you, you live in the middle of nowhere and you know, whatever, if, if you want to, if you can be discovered through a, a gaming league like this, you can work your way up through the ranks and eventually compete for, for some serious crypto. Right. So what we do in the case of uh, a discrepancy, uh, if, if people can't agree on it uh, on the outcome of the game, um, there's there's going to be a mechanism for that, and this is where our our service liquid escrow comes in. Um, basically, every every transaction that's signed uh, to to start a, a game, every transaction is going to be going to this this contract called liquid escrow, and it's going to be the one the it's going to be the contract that certifies the the transfer of of crypto from one party to the other. Uh, the basically all the crypto in 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 our game is going to be coming from onesis going to the winners um we're not going to be facilitating betting uh at this point but the, the all the crypto is going to go from us to somebody else and and our our uh, escrow service is going to guarantee that if there's consensus amongst the players and the ref the crypto gets dispersed right away to the winner no no fuss no must right so 
so if I want to start a game, I, I don't think we did that. So we're in Discord. The, basically, I'd be in a chat room for like Call of Duty or something, and I would say like, who wants to play? I, I decide who's on my team, who's on the other team, and then we also decide on a referee. Yep, and then you send them a link uh, for a private channel. Uh, there's there there will be a private uh, sorry there will be an Onesis channel, um, and you go into the Onesis channel, and basically all you do is you you can copy and paste the name of of uh, the channel of the game that you want to play. Um, the way that we had it was was you select an emoticon, so like a fork and knife means Call of Duty, or, or a smiley face means uh, uh, Rocket League, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So you you cut and paste, um, you you, or you know it could be sim something simpler than that, but you you put in the the name of the the league that you want, or the game that you want to play in, and then the the DAP will automatically put you into a a party base or an arena with uh, any given number of players so if you want to play 1v1 you can do that right but if you mm -hmm. want to play uh 20 versus 20 you can do that so okay. it, uh as soon as you you enter this private uh, discord channel the Onesis discord channel uh you say that you want to play a game and then the dap will transfer you to a private discord channel in which the the, the game is going to occur awesome so Whenever there's no disputes, me and you are playing, we have a referee somewhere, I, I beat you, obviously, and then nobody complains about it. You say, I got beat. I say, I beat you. I opt you. Uh, and then the referee says, yeah, that's what happened. And then the, the crypto changes hands. No problem. But yeah. if I say, I beat you, and you say, I cheated, and then the referee says, I don't know, maybe we should check the replay. That's where liquid escrow would, would kick in, right? Yeah. So in that case, you're going to know right away if there's a, a dispute because uh, one player isn't going to sign off on the contract. Right. Um, and they're going to say, no, I, I, there's a dispute here. So in that case, everybody who's still you're still in this private channel, you're still in this private discord channel and your game client is still up, you know, an alt tab away. You can very easily go back to your game and grab a recording of your last played round, right? Because all these games now have have on the fly recording. Um, you're, I mean, you're, part of the thing, if, if your game doesn't automatically record it, you're going to be expected to be recording your 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 all of your matches, right? Mm -hmm. So when when there's a discrepancy, you're going to be prompted to upload your the video of your um, your loss or your win or whatever it is that you just played. So you're going to upload that, and it's going to go to our uh, server. Um, and or, the way that we built it for the hackathon was it's going to go to a DSP. We're, it's going to be a, a separate DAP network level uh, service package. So these DSPs are going to be taking um, material from our DAP uh, in, the, in the form of either agreed upon consensus or in the form of disputed uh, and video evidence, right? Mm -hmm. So when when the dap uh when the dsp receives that information um somebody is going to manually go through and look at all the evidence and decide who won and it's it, i mean it's going to be simple it's it, there, there's there's no disputing it after that point but the really cool thing is that the dap uh sorry the the dsp is going to keep uh, a permanent on-chain record of all of these um disputes right so if you want to go back in time and say well, I disputed that game, um, but then I was overruled. You're going to be able to go go back and see why you were overruled, why you were incorrect, or mm -hmm. why you were trying to cheat, or you know. So the people who lose these disputes, um, if it's a if it's a you know a, a simple misunderstanding, um, that might be one thing, and it's something that we can adjudicate. But if you're a scammer, or if you actually are cheating, or you're you're you know you're modding your game or something like that, it's going to be very evident. Right. So you're going to the, the DSP is going to give you a flag. It's going to lower your reputation. And then next time you try to join uh, a, a game in Discord, you're going to have a flag. You're going to have a low reputation score and people are not going to be inclined to play with you. Or we could just force it so that if you're flagged, you can only play with other flag players or you're just banned. <laughs> Imagine that yeah. league. <laughs> oh cheater. yeah it'll be lots the of cheater fun, league right? yeah, it's yeah like my hacks are better than your hacks yeah and uh, then everyone can agree everyone can in the in the game can agree that 
hacking is fine. You know, <laughs> modding is fine. We're all going to agree. And if you win, you win. Right. But that, that's the way it can go because, uh, what the, what the escrow service is, is a way to, um, to solve, uh, to solve contracts, smart contracts that are dependent on real world variables, real world variables that, that can't be monitored by an Oracle or, or on-chain devices or anything, right? So, so what we're looking at in, in this sense, real world means Call of Duty or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but it, real world um, variable in the sense that it's something that can only be proven by a human. Right. So, or in this case, a collection of humans. So it's really cool stuff. Uh, the, but the, 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 the escrow service is going to guarantee that if you are honest and you, you play your game properly and you win, you'll be rewarded. Uh, if you're dishonest and you try to cheat, you're going to, you're going to get a reputation for it and you'll either be banned or flagged. And so, it, you know, people want to, if people want to play these games and they want to get into a, a league where you can potentially make a whole lot of money, uh, they're not going to want to get flagged. So any frivolous claims or any cheating is just not going to happen. And it's, it's, so you guys basically built the MVP for the hackathon. So it, it, this, everything we just talked about for the last 10 minutes or so, it's still pretty early because it, it was basically built in, in a week and it's been a couple weeks since then. So it might've been fleshed out further, but the, the, I think the timing of it couldn't be perfect with, with the announcement of uh, voice coming for the beta on February 14th. So totally. we'll have, uh, whether it's beta or not, I think we'll still have the ID verification that, that we've been talking about for over a year now. And I think that's the biggest hole I could poke into this model that you just explained is, okay, you flagged me as a cheater. I just create a new account and I come back or I'm an elite player and I create a new account. So I look like a noob and I just dominate. So with a reputation system that you you can't shake off because you can't just create a new account, I I think that that's probably, I I think it is on the Anessa's roadmap for other stuff. I think I read a blog article several months ago where it mentioned like, hey, we want to use DAP network and we want to use voice for a few things. Well, our our game Hoddle God, which we're going to be talking about, uh, it um, we were really hoping to, to have, you know, when voice was announced and the, the, the identity layer was, was announced, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. You know, so we were really hoping to build around that and it's just taken so long, but we're going to be releasing, um, without the identity, the voice identity, but it's something that we can very easily incorporate mm-hmm. uh, because it would eliminate so much scamming, right. Any you know, bots trying to play a game, you know, if we're releasing an economic game, um, you don't want bots playing it. Mm-hmm. And, and you want real people playing it. And, and voice is just going to be great for that. Can't wait. And you can even have like two leagues. Not everyone wants to be doxxed. Some people prefer anonymity. And you could have like two separate leagues, like the doc, the, the, the identified league, where that's probably your higher level tournaments because you can't have cheaters. Then there's like the recreational league where like it's a little, the rules are a little looser and you might yeah. not need the verified ID because not everyone's going to want to do that. And there's a lot of gamers that are under 18. So I don't, yeah. well, they shouldn't be gambling anyway, I guess. Uh, I'm sure there'd be terms and conditions. They'd probably not be allowed to do this just because of the laws of the land. It's probably yeah, wrong. And, and uh, at the moment, um, everybody needs a, an EOS account also, right? So to try mm-hmm. to change your EOS account and your Discord account and all your gaming accounts every time you want to scam somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it just gets tiresome, right? Um, and, and the way that our league is going to work, if there's, say we have, you know, 10,000 games on record um, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb if you enter it. And, you know, if you, if you create a new character and you're, you know, you're a, you know, you're God in the game, you create a new character and wipe out a bunch of noobs that that's <laughs> who cares. Right. You, you, because the, the crypto rewards for the lower levels are going to be small compared to the crypto rewards for the higher levels. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to develop a good reputation. You're going to want to keep playing the game and advance in the league because every time you step up um, and you get, you get higher reputation players with, with um, higher degrees of difficulty, those crypto rewards are going to go up also. So you're, you're not going to want to ever drop out of that league and restart your character or restart your account. You're, you're just going to want to keep going as honestly as you possibly can. And since liquid escrow is a DSP service, is it built in a way that's like general enough that other projects could potentially utilize it in the future? Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's basically, it's going to analyze any smart contract that if, if you have, um, 
if you have any smart contract that that's going to be dispersing funds from you know from one place to another uh liquid escrow is going to analyze it's going to take the inputs from that contract and once they're uh if there's a consensus on it and all the all the uh, parties to the contract agree on it, uh, it's just going to certify it and you're on your way. Um, if there's something else that needs to happen, if there's some other variable that needs to be decided upon manually, um, somebody on the liquid escrow, cert, the, the, the DSP server itself is going to analyze that stuff manually and then come up with a result. So you could think of any, uh, any real world scenarios like um ride sharing like uber right a decentralized uber um everybody's got phones with gps now uh, you could start a smart contract and say i'm going to pick this guy up here i'm going to drop him off here and then at the very end of the ride um both phones are have the same gps address you know saying we're here um that that's a really good example of of uh, proof of location, right? Um, so when you couple that with something like the voice identity layer, uh, you just can't really dispute these things anymore, right? Mm -hmm. There's, you, the thing is, uh, with the reputation layer, the reputation is going to be so important to liquid escrow. It's not just for the gaming, it's for any contract that you enter into. So um, it can be persisted also across uh, all, all aspects of your, of your, you know, contractual life if if you screw somebody over in in uber uh, or in ride sharing or decentralized ride sharing um, your reputation is going to stay with you when you try to go order some food online and, and get it delivered to you or when you try to go back and do your online gaming and it you know people see that you're a cheater if you try to scam on this system the reputation on liquid escrow is going to stay with your account it's going to be all on the chain and the, you you're gonna you're just I, gonna ruin everything i love how arbitration was something that was supposed to be on base layer eos io from day one we talked about it i mean back in the ecaf days uh we, we we've talked about arbitration and es this is a es the escrow is essentially like an arbitrating body like your money's an escrow but it's arbitrated by in in your use case the referee but a, a referee could also just be a, a trusted third party if you and i wanted to make some sort of transaction of goods or something we would pick a trusted third party that we both agree we trust to be on this multi-sig and he would essentially become the arbitrator of our whatever our transaction might be that's the dsp yeah that that's the dat network dsp and uh as we i think more and more apps are going to be living on the dat network i mean when we see the 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 resource problems that we have right now in eos mainnet more and with the portability between sister chains now that we see that that uh, liquid apps have given us and, and i mean it's built right into the system that there should be portability and as dan says it's really just a it's a nerve center of a whole bunch of different chains cooperating together that's his ideal for for mm -hmm. yes io right um it once we see this happening uh where you might not know what chain you want to live on permanently the DAP network suddenly shines through as this place where you can you can put most of your resources there, most of your concentration there, and then just you know mm -hmm. just appear on different chains. <laughs> but but you're basically living on the DAP network, you know. And that's that's um, for many of Oness's products coming up soon. Uh, that's the way that we see it. Is uh, our home will be the DAP network, and we're, we'll be found on uh, on different uh, chains. Kind of goes back to. At the very beginning of this conversation, I brought up like Discord. The gamers are already on Discord. So if you want to uh, work with gamers, you go where the gamers are. All of these different chains have different user bases. If, if you want to tap into all of the user bases, you, you sometimes got to go to all of the chains. And I think that's kind of over the next couple of years what we're going to see. We're not going to see like dApps deploying on just one chain. I mean, we still will. But I think we're going to see a lot of dApps that just live on multiple chains. Like you could, yeah. you could use Talos, Wax, EOS. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Or, the or, or the if same. there's if there's one job that you need done on one chain, you know, like the they were talking about, you know, you, you want some proof of work done, you know, it's some sort of proof of work uh, verification of something. You just go over and farm it out to Ethereum, and you come back and you, you use a cheap or free resources on another EOSIO chain to do the rest of your work, right? Mm -hmm. um, or, or, you know, uh, this uh, BIOS um, uh, 
sister chain, uh, like they're talking about having nodes in space, right? So that that uh, will or block producers in space, so that your transactions are occurring somewhere that's completely jurisdiction free, right? So if you if you can say I want my transactions to actually occur up in that satellite in space where no government has any control over them, and you can't say that money was transferred, you know, changed hands in China or in the United States or anything like that. You can just say everything I do is going to be on this chain, but I want to use BIOS to to do the transaction. You know, something simple like that. But that's where the DAP network really shines through. Is 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 just the it'll be the the the, the nerve center that that everything out that that can spread out to every other chain. I think. So we we talked a lot about the hackathon, uh, what you guys built, and what you'll probably integrate into future games. Let's get into Onesis. Who is Onesis? What is Onesis? What do you guys do? Tell us about yourselves. Yeah, well, um, Onesis was begun, um, co-founded by Dante and John Scott, um, the father and son duo. Um, they both have uh, many years experience um, offering marketing and branding services to new businesses. And uh, Dante, um, he's a visionary and he's a, a developer and a coder and he's got a lot of skills. And uh, they, they've they been building a lot of stuff um, marketing and in digital assets assets and uh recently they've decided to really focus on building dApps um on the on on eos because particularly uh they had experienced firsthand what happens when you get scammed on the internet right and uh and they both decided to go at it and and try to solve this issue of of uh getting scammed digitally and and uh, anonymously by whoever it is you know so the blockchain really it jumps out at you as this is this is the way to do it but how to do it is, is the question so they've been implementing um a lot of different ideas or, or developing a lot of different ideas and uh the first thing that we really have released is is uh is our hackathon project we're going to continue liquid escrow um we're going to make it a dap level uh dap network um service package ideally and at the very least, uh, we're going to be incorporating liquid escrow into our the, the liquid escrow contract into our uh, uh, global esports community, right? So, uh, whether or not we have it on the DAP network at the very beginning, uh, that escrow uh, contract is going to be used by our by our service uh, just natively as part of the DAP. So, um, we have that coming out. We also have. Uh, I, I love. I love. Uh... Like you're like the, we had, I think 10 finalists and out of all 10 of the finalists, I'd say there's, after talking to all of them, at least seven of them are like definitely still working on whatever they built for the hackathon and they're continuing it through production. So I guess I I could continue to keep you in that bucket that we will see this further fleshed out. We will see it in production, even if it's not day one, because I think the game, the beta is coming out in a couple of weeks at this point. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh it's not on the back burner but it's something that we're we're working towards solving is is this the the global esports community with liquid escrow but that's probably a couple months out. But um we will be uh hopefully releasing in the next couple of weeks actually uh our new game Hodl God. Yeah. That's awesome. So what's like the high level view of like what is Hodl God? When can we expect like what type of game is it? Okay, um, Onesis has been working on this one for a long time now, and we're developing a really unique game for the world of crypto, which is not a, an old traditional game sort of shoehorned into crypto, into, into a blockchain. It's a new economic game um, that from its very core, it's, it's crypto. So it's a fresh take on multiplayer turn-based gaming like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, if you've played the old paper and dice version of it, you know what I'm talking about, but even the old, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons computer games, uh, it's turn-based in the sense that everybody has a chance to do what they need to do before somebody else comes and kills them because they have a faster mouse or something. Right. So, uh, so it's a turn-based adventure game and, uh, think about Fortnite, which is a battle Royale game. Uh, a battle Royale game is, is a genre where you get a whole bunch of people in an arena and, they have to kill each other until there's only one left like Highlander, the movie. <laughs> uh, so our game is going to put 20 people into an arena together 
Um, it'll be like uh, Dungeons and Dragons feel. So it's monsters and magic and swords and axes and stuff like that. Um, just like Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to start off with a base set of, uh, of attributes. So your strength and your dexterity and all that kind of stuff, it, analogs to that. It'll be um, right from the start. Every player is going to have the same stats, the same equipment. Everything is going to be the same. So this is a battle royale like Fortnite in the sense that you, you can't bring other, say, you know, other an axe from another game or, mm -hmm. or from, from last week's game or last night's game and bring it into this game and, and win. Um, everybody's going to start from scratch. So what this does is it eliminates um, a fear, you know, for, for, for new players, uh, eliminates the fear of uh, participating in it. Everybody starts from the same level and it happens all the time. So after you're done around, say a round takes an hour or, or half an hour or an hour and a half after you're done um, a match, rather you, you can go back and start another one from scratch, but you don't take anything else that you, that you just discovered in the dungeon. Every time you, you finish a match, the stuff that you've accumulated, um, say you've killed off every other 19 players in your, in your arena, the stuff that you've accumulated is is gold. Um, so your items or the gold that you find in a chest in a room over here, uh, it all gets added up and you cash out with it. So it gets converted to crypto. Um, we have a new token called Element, which your gold is going to get transferred into, and then you're going to finish the match with a uh, amount of Element in your in your wallet, right? And it's going to you're going to be using your EOS account and what that means is that it it's going to create a market for uh, for the the gold that we're collecting in game. Like every every what, what kind say, of stuff so, can you buy with it? Is it could you like use custom skins and things like that in the game? Not right now. Um, it, the the possibilities are endless, really, and mm -hmm. and we could start to introduce uh, like things like NFTs into it, where you might have a league where you could bring your own battle or you know your your axe or your armor into it and and do it that way but for right now everybody starts with the same um it, the same stats the same everything and it, it's it's not just a mobile app right it, it's just a just the interface is is quite simple it's quite slick but um it's not like you you it's not like you run at somebody and hit them with the sword it's like mm -hmm. it, it's more like D&D where uh, your attributes and your, your damage and your defense go together and you roll it, you die. So we're using the DAP Network's Liquid Oracle's uh, random number generator. So all of this is going to be provably random. Um, it's all going to be on the blockchain. Every single little thing that happens in the game is going to be um, generated from Liquid Oracle's basically. Awesome. So, um, what that does is is it creates a little a uh, little microcosm that that it, you go into it you play your game you get out of it and you harvest some gold out of it when you do it right so the only one player is going to win the you know you're going to collect everything it say this guy collects 10 gold from this room and then he gets killed by this guy over here the 10 gold goes to this guy right so mm -hmm. It, everybody is you're going to be collecting gold as you go through the arena uh through the dungeon um and then at the very end you'll you're going to face off two guys two players against each other and one is going to win and then they win all the gold that everybody else has accumulated through that match and they win a bonus on top of that so um to to start the 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 games um i first of all i keep saying it's 20 players but our vision is to have absolutely huge arenas so we're going to have up to a thousand players playing wow. this at once um in one battle royale and it's going to take a long time it's, it's a longer time frame is like the the rounds are going to be longer and the game itself is going to last longer so we're looking at more like maybe 20 or 30 days for a match like that wow. right but <laughs> when you think about it this way um our our, our entry fee um for a match is going to be roughly equivalent to a dollar us okay in crypto so you're going to be able to use either uh, onesis's um, void token or if you have element token you'll be able to use that or you can use eos so say right now it, it would cost you maybe a third of an eos to to, to start one round uh, to start a match rather right 
So you go in, and at the end of that match, 20 players are done. You've killed 19 players, and you're going to get the equivalent of all of that uh, admission fee back. That's, that's going to be your winnings, right? So when you have 1,000 players in this pro league, everybody paying an admission, um, and you win, you're going to clean up. Right. It's going to be really, really, really cool. So at the same time that uh, you you can play it individually, um, but it's going to really encourage people to cooperate economically. Um, so you're going to you're going to. So even though it's a battle royale, you might make like temporary friends. Yeah. And then frenemies. stab each other in the back yeah, and shoot yeah, each frenemies. other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've done so, that in uh, Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, it, it's just, just like uh, uh, survivor, you know, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the TV show survivor, it's like, yeah, best friends up until the very end. And then, mm -hmm. then you go at it. Right. Um, but so, you can so also have real quick to, to set expectations here. What we're talking about coming out in the next couple weeks is the beta, right? Yes. Like this is just for, for like initial feedback, user testing. I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to get a game going with the everything EOS audience. I will kill everybody in this turn-based game. Sure uh, but but it, but it is beta, so yep. I guess set the expectations there. This is this this game will get better over time, and it, this is kind of just it, it's been worked on for almost a year now. I think, is, yeah. from what I understand. Yeah, um, so it, it's going to get better as as more things um, come online. Like it, you think about uh, the voice verification, right? The voice mm -hmm. uh, identity layer. Um, when that's available, it'll become part of this game. Uh, it, it, it'll, it'll eliminate, um, so much, so much hassle, right. When you, when you can guarantee that there are no bots playing your game. Right. Mm -hmm. So Chuck, you, you sound like a gamer. You keep bringing up D and D you sound like Peter wow. K here and my, my buddy Evan Schindler. <laughs> they're, they're always trying to get me to play D and D. I've yet to play my first game, but I, I used to like, when I was younger, like you hear it and it's like, got this like stereotype, like it's this nerdy thing. But as as time went on, being nerdy became like super cool. So what's your background with gaming and tech? Like how did you kind of get, get into all of this? Um, well, I guess you, you could probably say I got into blockchain when I was a kid, even though it wasn't around yet um, because I, I was a bit of a nerd, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. In grade school, we played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I, in high school, I got my first uh, computer. Uh, it was a, just a 386 with, I think, 32 megabytes of RAM. Uh, I'm sorry. That was hard drive, man. 32 megabytes of hard drive. I remember goodness. I had a 486. My first is a 486, my first personal yeah. one, and it had 64. Uh, I remember I bought uh, King's Quest. It was one of my first games. That, I think it was the first game I ever bought. It, you know, And when a game comes in a box that's this big and it had uh, 11 big floppy disks right the, the hard and, flop uh, the three and a half inch hard floppies are like the soft no no, no the, the the big floppies the five uh, and a, five and a quarter or whatever they are yeah and uh and each one only has like a megabyte on it so you, i had to install them all anyway <laughs> i i grew up on 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 those quest games on dungeons and dragons uh i went through sim city addiction bad <laughs> same uh i think you know, my space Sim City 2000 man i, I remember I played the original SimCity. I think that was still floppy disk, maybe a CD, but 2000 yeah. was my jam. I spent many, many hours man, of my man. childhood, way you too know, many. You know, I, I can justify it all. I just say that, you know, the line of work I'm in now, it, it justifies all the time that I've spent, or rather wasted gaming. Now it's not time wasted. Now it's time spent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so back then, you, you, you'd get on um, BBSs, right? You'd dial up dial up to to a, a bulletin board system with your modem uh had a 2400 baud modem which allows you to download like a picture in half an hour right <laughs> and it was it was crazy but you had all these text-based online games they're online in the sense that they're on this bulletin board system on in your friend's computer over at his house right <laughs> and he has another phone line because his parents well it must be rich man having two, yeah yeah he's having got two, two phone lines, lines back then yeah so i guess you so, had to at one point after the internet started taking off more everyone kind of got two foot most people. yeah yeah but at first at first yeah. no one did because people weren't addicted to the internet until well, i remember there was a reason to, to be addicted something. to the internet 
yeah, yeah, you're trying to download something, and then then your sister picks up the telephone and plays uh. the whole <laughs> the whole modem conversation, right? Hang up the phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What so was anyway, it? Tw- he, was it twenty eight eight? I forget what the next one was. Thirty three something, or was it fifty six? No, I, I started off actually with a three hundred baud modem, which was given to me by a teacher, and it was he just said we we can't use this crap anymore. Here you have right, and then then my mom bought me a 2400 and then then i got a 9600 and then a 192 uh because <laughs> they refused to buy me a 14.4 so i got a 192 really late and then then I, when i had a 192 everybody was on 56k or 28.8 rather and then anyway yeah so those, I, those were the golden days man like by the yeah. time we got to 56k it was like the late 90s and like it still took like an hour to download like a, a three megabyte like mp3 on napster yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, you had to pick and choose what you're going to download, right? So I, I I downloaded the I remember getting the all the uh, the freaking books, right? Building the blue boxes and the black boxes. For, freaking with a pH, right? With a pH, exactly. A little hacker. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, oh, I I knew how to build a blue box. I just never actually built a blue box. <laughs> yeah, and then the yeah the anarchist cook. Uh, we won't talk about all those other books. Yeah, so I'm on all sorts of blacklists, I'm sure, from my early days. But it was just it was completely innocent because it was just it, you're talking to this new network, and it was everything is great. That that's why I see that time period to be very similar to this time period because we're, we're just starting to talk to this new technology. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and you know, when you see that basically we're, we're at the beginning of, of, of a new computer system here, when you look at EOS IO, right. And, and the, the, the possibilities are just endless. Right. So this was, you know, back then I, you know, getting getting involved in all those games, I I made a conscious decision after many 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 wasted hours that I was just going to stop gaming altogether and stop wasting my time on multiplayer gaming anyway. And, Girlfriend uh, at the time? Uh, yeah, that helped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's usually the catalyst stuff, yeah. for stuff like that. Got to grow yeah, up sometime, yeah. or at least pretend yeah. to. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I grew up, I got married, um, got a career, started a family, and. Uh, in 2008, I really came across, um, uh, just stumbled across Ron Paul in the uh, the election, um, the 2008 election down there. And I'm Canadian, and uh, American politics always just mystified me. I had no idea what was going on. I, you guys are always having election for something, right? And I had no idea what primaries were. I didn't know anything about it. And but watching his uh, campaign or his revolution, rather, um, I I really started to appreciate the Constitution and um and the 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 need to be engaged right and and i i think we can see that in the way that dan larimer has designed his his depot systems um you you have to be in a state of constant voter engagement right and and that this whole thing really does work if people vote but it's interesting so you're a canadian libertarian well eh? I, that's that's a good definition eh? yeah yeah that, that's fine with me you can call me that um and right around that time, I started to really understand uh, about money and uh, about fiat money, right? Um, uh, the the importance of of hard currency. Um, it just Ron Paul is so on top of that, and um, I know a whole lot of people in in crypto owe him um, a debt of you know education. Uh, he he just he's uh, anyway he he's my political hero, even though I can never vote for him. Right around that time, I, I really dove into uh, the whole gold and silver space. Uh, it was at a great time. Um, I took out <laughs> I took out a loan to buy silver uh, in the spring of 2008, and then uh, the big crash happened, and I got wiped out <laughs> by 50 percent. Right? Oh, it's just but preparing you for crypto, man. Everything. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I got wrecked, <laughs> but it came right back. It came right back about a year later. I was fine. Um, I'm a, I'm not a trader. I, I try to buy and hold. I try to go on fundamentals. Really. Um, I'm not really interested in, in trading short term. I've tried it and I've failed miserably at it a couple of times. So I don't do that anymore. Um, and, uh, so I, I heard about this new crypto stuff coming. Uh, I think the first time I heard about, uh, Bitcoin was on slash dot dot org. Uh, you know, like high tech news that I was always, I was reading that for like eight years before that. And, uh, and I just ignored it, like everybody yeah, I mean, else did. Mo- mo- yeah, <laughs> it's either you think it's a nothing burger or it's a scam. 
it, it, yeah, like, yeah. That's so, everyone's first impression. Yeah, it was a good idea, but it's it's cool. But it's you know it's just this little protocol that nobody's actually going to use. So it was just a it was a proof of concept, really. You know, and that's all it was back then, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh, I think 2011, I I watched. Um, and I'd been watching Bitcoin go up and up, and then I watched it crash from thirty dollars down to like a penny or two pennies or whatever it was thank god you avoided I, that one <laughs> yeah i watched that all in real time thank god i didn't buy then when i could have you know uh you know and and literally i had uh i had a chunk of silver stocks that i was ready to sell uh to to, to buy bitcoin at, at a dollar right and i was like oh whatever it's funny didn't that i it. say like thank god you didn't buy it because you would have to have felt the $30 drop to like $1, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. like imagine how happy you'd be today with that $30. It's just exactly knowing yeah. emotions. Like at the time it would have been devastating, but in long term, yeah. like obviously hindsight's 2020. Yeah. But there are plenty of things that you can regret. You can regret doing stupid things when you were a teenager. You can regret all sorts of things. Regret I regret not, having not this selling dog. the top in 2017, 18. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I regret uh, just letting my dog in. All right, so it's like 2011. You you you, you had your second dip into Bitcoin, but you, you once again didn't pull the trigger. Oh yeah, and I was watching all the big guys. I was following uh, like Trace Mayer all the time. Um, it, he was talking about gold and and the importance of real money and hard money, and 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 he jumped right in on Bitcoin early. I was watching Max Kaiser all the time. He was right in on it early. He was telling every, he was screaming at people to buy at one dollar. I mean, that, that's kind of like the but... grassroots of the entire crypto community. So like if you trace back the history of like most of the OGs in crypto, they were either like hardcore libertarians or yeah. like from the gaming industry, like World of Warcraft Gold, like, like Brock Pierce and people like that. Like yeah, those totally. are the, the, the two trees people came from. Some people came from both trees. Yeah. Uh, so like, that's why. So like, I kept, uh, yeah, I just kept watching it. I'm, I'm, I'm a political... Uh avid political animal i guess you could say i i watch a lot of things around the world all the time and i kept watching bit the bitcoin price you know it would go up and it would go down but it would always coincide with a big international crisis right you know when 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 greece collapsed and bitcoin went to the moon or when uh, cyprus i guess or some you know as soon as somebody talks about outlawing something china talks about outlawing bang it goes up and and you could see all these things happening and you're like wow there's some real it's just something going on here. I don't know, but I mean, you know, I mean I, I'm not going to buy in. Just being in, in those circles, gonna... like preps you for it. They're all like hard money, like like the ec- yeah. economy is going to collapse, and like you believe it. And I, I I follow these guys like Peter Schiff and all those guys. Like I, I feel that way whenever I listen to them too. And they already like build you up. You're like, oh no, the monetary system's going to crash. Yeah. And now there's Bitcoin. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I kept watching it go up and up and up, and then. Uh, I guess it was in uh, 2017. I just just saw that there was a pl- a place where you could blog and make money in crypto, and it was Steemit, right? And uh, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So I signed up to Steemit and I started blogging. And uh, yeah, I started putting a lot of effort into it. Got some nice shiny blog posts out there, and and, and, and time, I, I made a good was, deal of money, right? Steam was one of the top websites in the world at that time. People, oh, yeah. I, I love, these are like my favorite projects are the ones where you can go into it. So like you talked about back in 2011, like you didn't pull the trigger on crypto and it's probably good because you would have lost it all in Mt. Gox anyway. Yeah. Uh, but like what I love is the projects where you could actually create value without purchasing anything. You create value with your time and whatever your skill set is. And in this case, it was, it was writing. And then like, I like projects like Effect AI where like they're doing these micro tasks to earn income in these like third world countries where like there's not a lot of economic opportunity. So like, that's awesome that that's how you got your, your, is this the first time you got crypto was not even yeah, that was buying, it. buying, you didn't even buy it from Coinbase or anywhere. You nope, earned your very first all. crypto yeah. by writing a blog article. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, a lot, like I, I didn't actually buy any until... Well, uh, Steemit brought me into BitShares. So I was taking my Steemit earnings and, and converting it to BitShares. And I started trading at BitShares. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> and uh, and and then then I started actually investing in BitShares um, as the run-up was going uh, through late 2017, right? And, uh, and of course, I got you, over Where is EOS at in the mix? Like, I, I skipped BitShares for the most part. Like, I knew about it. But, like, June 2017, like, EOS was a big thing. Like, I think I got into EOS October. So I didn't 
Yeah, it was just starting. And uh, actually, I was working away from home. I was uh, living in a hotel for about a year. And uh, and I I didn't really get into EOS. I just kind of I just took a big break from Steemit even like I I'd had so much success in Steemit. And then I just sort of dropped it. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you, but, you uh, didn't have to sit next to Rob Finch at uh a previous job and he, he basically <laughs> he was in it since day one and man like when i started working with him uh back in october 2017 uh, yeah like i had already like been super like into crypto and stuff and like other people had mentioned dan larimer and eos and i i'd brush him off but then i met rob and i was like all right you can't avoid the, it anymore the, the, this this is it i, yeah, I just stopped yeah. paying attention to any other project since then yeah yeah so i i uh anyway i i i <laughs> invested in in bit shares had a great time in bit shares um really loved the system and then i really dug into the back end of it um learning about uh the, you know the witnesses and um and block producers right and and really started understanding that aspect of it and the whole voting thing and then uh this spring really i again i dropped it for a little bit and then this spring i really got involved in eos and i started my uh i opened up my first account i've you know, opened up several accounts because I thought that <laughs> name squatting might be a lucrative thing. Uh, so I, yeah, even, <laughs> even if you didn't think name squatting was going to be, I, I have like probably at least 100 accounts, man. I, I yeah, probably yeah. use like eight of them, maybe. But like yeah. I, I, anytime I thought of a cool, like before Rob had EOS name service, like I think of a cool 12 letter name and EOS links made it so easy, like pay a dollar in the app store, get your account. I'm like, all right, this is a cool yeah. name. This is a yeah. cool name. Yeah, I did the same yeah. thing. So I, I just started uh, trying to learn as much as I could about EOS. Uh, I went through and uh, started, you know, reviewing for my own purposes anyway, reviewing all these different apps and, and, you know, some are, you know, really, really basic and some are really lame and some are really, really polished. Right. Some are, some are great. Um, the, the, when you really think about it, the, the income streams possible from some of these uh, casino apps are just in, if, if once it takes off like you look at some of the money going through these things in china it's just unbelievable how much money can be made on on you know ha having residuals from those things so anyway that's i, I think the the biggest thing holding back these token economies is regulation i mean yeah the the dice and like earn bet model that we saw in late 2018 whenever yeah. we saw the run-ups and the high dividends that was an amazing business model. It's revenue sharing in a trustless manner where everyone sees how everyone's getting paid and why they're getting paid this much. And it's sharing revenue. Yeah. So that, that's like the biggest issue with it is like we're in this like gray area um, and that's holding back a lot of like super legitimate projects from being able to use those token economies be, because they they've obviously don't want to fall afoul of the law. Um, I know some of the casinos operate in different countries where, where they kind of have some legal representation, but it's still a very gray area, but uh, I, I'm still really bullish on like the long-term uh, casino space and, and blockchain as a whole. I think we're going to see the big boys come in eventually. I, I don't know what oh, yeah. that'll be, but uh, yeah. I, and that's something that, that Onesis is really, uh, you know, now that I'm, I'm with Onesis, it, it's really clicking that, that this, the, the economics, um, the economics of, of mass adoption is just going to, send everything just crazy right uh when, when we see with our our gaming um with our gaming app uh, geek when we see that league really take off and we see you know maybe hundreds of players at first but you know tens of players hundreds of players thousands of players but we're going to be able to support thousands and thousands of players right and and once that starts to roll it it, it it'll just keep going it'll it, i don't know it, the possibilities are so massive is there a plan in place to allow like freemium play so like we talked about like i would kind of like bet against you and then we have a ref and then we play and then one of you guys win is there a model where there could be like a battle royale where there's just like a a prize that the winner gets but it, it like came from yeah. onesis or from a third party and they just put a prize pull up well, with Hoddle God, um, we're going to have a free league. So, so we're going to have the, the basic free league. It'll be free to play. So the, it'll be free to play. And then the winner of that uh, Battle Royale will get a uh, prize. So you, so you could, if you keep winning, you could conceivably play for free all the time. You hear that, gamers? So, so it's turn-based. And uh, in the beta, how long would it like? Uh, you mentioned games that take a month. 
But speaking specifically for the beta that we could expect in the, in the next couple of weeks here. Yeah, like it'll how, be 20 long- players. Uh, so just to be fair to everybody, um, around, you know, if, if around will take, uh, I think it's going to be capped at 20 minutes per round. So that's to do, that's so that everybody gets to do their action for that round. Right. But if everybody is engaged and, you know, nobody just lost their cell signal or any, you know, all these different things that could happen, but if everybody's engaged on it and it's going quickly, really around could go in a minute. It could go super fast. Right? So it's like the difference, something in like a turn-based game, the one I'm most familiar with is chess. So like sometimes yeah. I'll have chess games that go like weeks because I'll make a move or a couple moves every day. But then like there's like other versions of chess where like I stare at the screen the whole time until one of us wins. Like, and it's like yeah. a 30 minute game or whatever. Exactly. And it depends on the engagement of the parties. Um, and it depends on the system enforcing a speed, right? It, sometimes you have to play speed chess when, you know, you, you have five minutes to finish a match, right? Or, or sometimes there's no time limit, right? So with, with our system, we're going to be able to, to tweak all that. So if, we, if you do want to have a speed arena where, where round times are capped at, say, three minutes or five minutes or, you know, one minute, we, that, that's all entirely possible. But for the beta, we're going to have 20 players in an arena and uh, um, they're, they're, it'll be free to start or you'll, you'll be able to um, pay the equivalent of a dollar approximately to get in. And then at the very end, the winner will get rewards and it's it's there's going to be so many cool things in it too this is this is another thing easter eggs and hidden little knowledge is going to be a huge aspect of this game um we're not going to be printing a manual uh we're not going to be holding anybody's hand it's going to be uh, you're going to play it and you're going to discover the game as you play it so you're going to walk into walk into a room and there's a chest on the ground you open the chest yes and you know that there's a bag of gold or there's a there's a particular little item in there that's you know and then at the end of the match um you can either you don't have to lo- you don't have to get get out of the match by winning or or by losing you can get out of the match by escaping so if you want to um escape with all of your gold and items that you've that you've accumulated in the in the round uh in in the match rather you can do that and cash them in so it, it you don't have to, there isn't only one winner. It, you can be a winner if you're in, you know, third, third place, but you have this amazing item that you just found and you just want to escape. Sounds like let's make a deal. It's like, do you want to open up another briefcase and take your chances? Or do you want to walk home with, with the, the little bit of, of that's exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Double or nothing. You, you can, you can choose to battle it out, but if you lose, then you lose. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming up on about one hour i know we had some other stuff we wanted to talk about is there anything that we missed in this conversation i hope people enjoyed it well i i don't think so we covered a lot i you know as far as zonesis goes um we just really want people to to know about us that we're we're interested in creating uh an economic system um that's fair that's gonna eliminate fraud and it, it, it's going to uh, really facilitate peer-to-peer action. And, and our, our, our hackathon project um, went so well. Everybody's so, uh, you know, engaged. We've had so much positive feedback about our hackathon project. Dude, you had, you had positive feedback from Brock Pierce, like a gaming OG. Yeah. Like he that ran the largest gold farm yeah. in the world for yeah. years, for years. Yeah. We and, were pretty stoked about that. Yeah, like you couldn't find a better like judge to like give you positive feedback. And it's like you were competing against some really good projects and really good teams. And like after all of the pitches, the judges, they were on a call for about a half hour. Like I wasn't on it because I was running the live stream for like a half hour debating everything because the scores were very, very close. And after debate amongst all of these like legendary judges, like you guys were, were the champions of the world <laughs> the dab network hackathon uh yeah. so i know you said it at the beginning let's remind everyone again where they could find you chuck and onesis as a project and the latest on liquid escrow yeah um well i'm and, and auto god my bad <laughs> yeah personally uh i'm chuck mcdonald i'm on twitter at uh, at ignore ron paul um <laughs> don't ignore ron paul that's i'm just joking about that uh 
uh, Onesis can be found um, on Telegram, t.me slash Onesis. That's O-N-E-S-S-U-S. And also on Twitter, at Onesis Block. And all of these um, links will we, be in the description down below, but uh, I haven't done the description yet because we're just recording the interview now. Uh, I, I, I can't wait for this to come out, Chuck. Uh, I'm sure I'll be well aware whenever it's like a couple days out, a couple weeks uh, from release. I, I think we got to get a game going with the Everything ES community. We'll get a 20-person game. We'll, we'll, we'll get you in on it. We'll get Peter K in on it. We'll get some of the DAP Network guys on it, or Liquid Apps guys on it, and we'll... we'll uh, We'll let everyone know. Uh, I don't know about let them know. We'll just I'll kick your all your asses and I'll just let everyone know how I won. I guess that's how we'll recap it for for the audience. In your here. dreams, <laughs> you're on, man. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll see you. I'll see you next time, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Right, wait, for the call. I, actually, yeah. I, I take I take that back, man. We have we have a specific. I I messed up the close. We have a very specific way that we close out every single episode oh, of everything. Yes. Let me here. see if I can remember it. Oh. Uh, this always okay, throws go. people off because I don't I don't give warnings of this ahead of time. Like we, we had a little chat before we started, but all right, you gotta you gotta say like until next time, I'm Chuck McDonald. Until next time, I'm Chuck McDonald from Onesis. And I'm Zach Gall from Liquid Apps, Everything EOS, Vigor Dac, all the other cool stuff I'm involved with. And this is everything, is everything EOS. EOS. Go, go EOS. EOS. <laughs> oh man. See you next time. Uh, smash the thumbs up. Smash the subscribe. We'll see you next time.